Hello and welcome to another episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no airshows to review. My name is Sam and joining me tonight is Nigel. Hello, Nigel. Hello there, Sam. Hello. Um, Nigel's come on, uh, if you remember, all the way back in 2020, which feels like about three decades ago. Um, Nigel joined us for... Uh, a look back down memory lane talking about uh, air shows of the past that most of us on the podcast weren't even around for um, so we decided to get we decided it had been far too long since we'd all heard your dulcet northern tones <laughs> uh, and it was about time you come back on and, and we're, we're going to take another trip down memory lane if you're wondering why no one else from the regular podcast is on it's because uh, they're all flakes um, and, and have, have bailed on me at the last bit no um, people have got other commitments, but we thought we'd, we'd, we'd carry on with tonight. I think Ian might pop in halfway through. Um, but yeah, so so we were actually talking beforehand, Nigel, about the fact that here we are, it's 2020, and it's it's the 23rd of February, and tomorrow we have a Riyadh announcement. Yeah. An aircraft participation announcement for an air show. It feels like 2020, Sam, as you just said, but actually it's <laughs> 2022, believe it or not. It is brilliant uh, to be, whatever that announcement may be tomorrow, um, mm. to be back in that rhythm of uh, doing that refresh on the browser on a, on a, on a Thursday lunchtime, whatever it may be. I know uh, some weeks it's going to be a tutor or a UAV or something, but, you know, <laughs> that, that sense of anticipation... Not just for the updates, but for the airshow season coming back for a proper airshow season this year. Um, yeah, brilliant! Can't wait. Massively looking I've, forward to I've it. I've genuinely been excited all day. Sort of as as I realised that tomorrow is finally that is that first Thursday in in forever that we're actually going to be able to do that that midday ritual that was so familiar. And it, and you know I, I'm I'm sure you're the same, but obviously before 2020. It, this time of year, the the week becomes Thursday to Thursday. It does. It, it's it's that bigger deal. Those weekly announcements. It does, and and it, um, it kind of doesn't matter where you are. Um, the body clock mm-hmm. goes off at twelve o'clock on a Thursday. You think, oh well, I mm-hmm. could actually wait until I'm back in front of my computer, or I could wait a couple of hours. Uh, no. But now nah, I'll just pull the car into no. these services so I can have a look at my mobile. Uh, that's <laughs> that's how much it, uh, it punctuates <laughs> the week. Um, it brilliant that, cool it, that it's back, and then you know not just Riyadh but other air shows starting to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we had uh, the Cosford announcement, of course. So we did the uh, Hungarian Gripen coming to Cosford, which is surprise, a hell of a coup. Yeah, it is. It's a surprise. I, I mean, that's a, that's a yeah. rare item, regardless. I think yeah. it's only been to the UK once. Maybe more than once. Uh, certainly, only to Fairford, hasn't it? I don't think it's ever been anywhere else. I might, I might be wrong. Uh, hopefully, the listeners yeah. can correct us if I'm wrong. But um, I, I think the the nature of that one, I I, I guess for Cosford uh, especially, after a couple of years away, um, I expect a very domestic affair this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if they pulled in the odd gem, I would have expected mm. the first announcements to be the Red Arrows, a Battle of Britain Memorial mm-hmm. flight. I thought, wow. Hungarian Gripen. <laughs> Didn't it's see that statement. coming. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, Cosford. It's a statement. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I've certainly... Where, where as you say, if I, I hadn't really had Cosford on my radar before that because I was expecting it to be, you know, as, as you said, a bit more of a domestic affair, not to knock Cosford in any way off that, but um, 
it certainly piqued my interest. It is. I mean, I remember when it came to Rhea and there was all this anticipation of how to do the dump and burn and then it was a bit more of a uh, <laughs> fart and Well, sprat, but <laughs> yeah, it's not really a dump and burn. Like the, um, no. the dump and burn is a more, far more sustained thing, isn't it? Where, where there's mm-hmm. a, the only uh, limit to how long that can go on for is how much fuel they're prepared to squirt out the back, whereas the, the yeah. gripping just tends to manoeuvre so that there's some spare fuel and the afterburner lights it mm-hmm. and then that's... Mm-hmm. It's kind of a flash. I was really annoyed because the first time it ever happened at Riyadh, which was in about, I don't know, 2008 or something like that, 2009, so 2009 um, I didn't even see it. And I saw lots of cool pictures of it afterwards. And I was there when the display happened. I was looking at it. Um, I mean, it's quite, I it's it. quite literally I a blink and you miss I must it, have isn't blinked. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. But yeah, it's... Uh... You know, as I said, t- today now being the day before, in England at least, supposedly all the restrictions are, are ending. So it is this weird feeling now that maybe things are going to be normal this summer. I, I, you know, I don't want to tap word. I mean, I'm not going to put any money on it, but, um, you know, it's looking forward to the first Shuttleworth, looking forward to bits and bobs happening and just more than anything, it's like this big fat, pin in the middle of the calendar of Riyadh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think for most of us, um, certainly for many of us and many of our listeners, it's like our Christmas, isn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, 100%. You know, it, it really, 100%. really is. And there's lots of familiar, uh, lots of familiar faces to see again. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I just, uh, I just wonder, uh, you know, turning up to the regular spots, um, how familiar it's all going to be. Are the same people going to go back to the same spots? I know I am. So Are you, you going to remember their names? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, well, there's so many people I see at air shows that I've seen for years and years and years, and I don't even know their names. Um, in fact, I see them to talk to, and their familiar faces and characters on the circuit, and just what what makes it all so homely i think um yeah you know when we've when we've when we've been sort of pursuing the same set of fixtures for so long um but yeah as far as riot's concerned my normal riot routine has been just on hold it's going back exactly the same way as it used to be so um i'm sure i'll see all the same old faces again and uh mm. do you ever find someone come up to you in the show start talking to you and and oh sam how's it going uh Oh, it's been ages, isn't it? How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't got a clue who they are. <laughs> well, that, uh, that, yeah, it doesn't so much happen to me, but I'm not quite the celebrity that you are, Sam. So, uh... well, no, that's not that's not what I was trying to get at. It was more, <laughs> but yeah, I know, I know exactly, I, have, I know but... exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and and I'm and I'm sure we've both done it plenty to other people as well. <laughs> talking de- oh, def- to us and not, oh yeah good to see you definitely no idea who yeah, we are or probably they, they weren't the person we thought they were <laughs> and <laughs> yeah it, it's just going to be so lovely to have it back I can smell the cooked grass already the crackle of the well, it's, it's we've said it before it, it Ria in particular any of these shows are because you know it's our hobby so it's, it's we've all got makes that but Ria is just this big social event isn't it when you're when you're as deep in the hobby as we are, it's yeah. just where everyone is. Yeah. You, you know you're going to see everyone there. Yeah, yeah. And um, such is the, and it's a routine, but it's not a boring routine. It's never boring, but but such is the no. routine that's in it that 
If, it can be exhausting, yeah. but never boring. If there are some people that one particular year you don't see, you go home and you think, oh, I didn't see such and such this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it's and, and this is probably why we never get bored of it, because once a year, it's only once a year, uh, uh, the, and so if you add them all together, if you add up 20 years worth, it's only 20... It's only twenty shows. It's it, it's just it keeps us in, in, in on enough of a starvation diet to relish every one that we get to devour. You know, um, yeah. I've been in the frame of mind with with all of our air shows that remain that I go to regularly, uh, and I'll even include Cosford in that. Now Cosford's quite quite local to me. It's only forty five minutes mm-hmm. down the road, so that's probably why I've got it sort of higher up my my priorities mm-hmm. than many, but. I treat everyone as if it's the last chance now. Uh, we're losing them hand over fist, sadly. Yeah. So I think even with Ria, you know, I'd love to go to Oshkosh one year, for example. Um, and the way yeah. that annual leave falls, I've got really no chance of doing Ria and Oshkosh back to back. Not for me. Yeah. Family life. I've got family holidays and everything. So if I if I was going to do it, I'd have to forego Ria. And it's like somebody asking me to, you know... <laughs> chop a leg off or, you know, something mm. like that. I think, oh, no, I can't forget Riyadh. I can't do that. I can't go without Riyadh. Well, I, I mentioned it in our group chat before that there was a possibility that work weren't going to let me have the um, the annual leave to yeah. do Riyadh. Yeah. Now, obviously, that wouldn't have precluded me going at the weekend, but after two years off and all of that, like mm. the, the thought of not doing arrivals and departures would just be is, is intolerable. Mm. And I said to you guys, you know, I would have been prepared to quit yeah. if they hadn't done that. Oh, that, that was the right? resounding advice you oh, got I would, from I would us have in the group to. chat as well, wasn't it? Just resign. Yeah. 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 For, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to say, I, mean, I don't think anyone from work listens anyway, because why would they? But um, they they have given me the leave for it, which is quite nice. And as I've said before, I mean, I, I shouldn't really complain too much mm. about them because they have actually just today given me some leave for something and let, let me take a couple of days leave at less than a week's notice, which is... Mm. It's quite remarkable. So I, 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 sh- I should be more grateful. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is, it is actually, you know, if, if you've never been to Riyadh and you've, you've not really done it as a regu- regular thing like we have, it, it isn't an exaggeration to say something like that. It is, it is the most important event on the aviation calendar as far as we're concerned. You know, yeah. as an annual event. Yeah, and for for people who are in the historic side of specialism in 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 our hobby as well, you know. There's legends, isn't there? They're they're so close together. Yeah. They sometimes clash, but I think the the less good news over the last unfortunately not this the, year. Though. Yeah, the less good news over the last couple of weeks is that not happening. Um, so fingers crossed that's not permanent. But I must admit, yeah, I'm, I'm well, worried. Absolutely. I'm worried for legends. Uh, if anybody's listening out there, you know, make sure it happens again. Well, yeah. Well, that that's the thing, is it? Because we just don't know now. Because it, you know, it it was slated to take place later this year as well. I think wasn't it? I don't think so. I think it was in its well. They hadn't announced the date, but I think that the um, oh, I, the I, U.S. Air Force Heritage Flight dates had suggested they that they had something in the calendar the weekend before Riyadh, which would have been Legends, okay. and they, they had been penciled in to do My Legends mistake. last year, I think, hadn't they? For some reason, I was under the impression it was going to be sort of August September time this year. I I don't know where I got that impression from then, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's. You know, as you say, we we do worry about that a bit because that's now was on and now isn't. There's no no word on Yeovilton either, which has been a firm fixture for me for many years. 
Well, I think it's fairly safe to assume. If it's if it's safe to assume anything that if Yorvaldin was happening, we would have heard. So oh yeah, so it's definitely not. It's happening definitely not year. happening this year. And then and, and a year's a year's miss. Well, you know that's okay. But I think there are so many of our shows that have slipped away, saying, "Oh, we'll be back next year," and then they never were. Like mm. um, like Mildenhall, most famously. But mm. you know, mm. um, well, there's been loads of them, hasn't there? Waddington even yeah. I think ended that way. Well, let's anyway not focus. Yes, let's not dwell on the uh, on the the unpleasant future. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the good times. Um, so we're thinking this this week of talking about airshow memories, which we sort of did last time Nigel was on actually, and we we've certainly done plenty over the course of the podcast. But I'm in particular thinking of the stuff that isn't necessarily the planes airshows, or certainly isn't say the the air displays. You know, memorable moments, whether it was the people, whether it was something that happened, whether it was, I mean, you know, something you came away with that was particularly notable or whatever. Um, Because, you know, when we're talking about React being a big social event, it is stuff like that. the The memories you make at these shows that aren't the flying and aren't even necessarily, say, a particular plane that was in the static. Mm. Um, I mean, I want to kick them off, kick this off uh, with <laughs> what is by far one of my favourite memories, probably of all time. Um, and it's a shame that none of the people involved are on this week because I absolutely would feed off their anger if they were. And I, it was, I want to say 2015 because I think that was my first year on UCAR or as part of the UCAR team. And I'd met up with Tom um, in Arrivals. Yes, it would have been 2015. We met up with Tom in Arrivals. And so we'd got talking then and hanging out. And then we, we met up with Dom on the day. It was either 2015 or 2016. I want to say 2015. And on the Sunday, we, you know, we, we watched all the flying on the Saturday as you do and Sunday was our sort of wandering around the static day. And I had been working. It, it was the year, I think it was the first year that the Textron Airland Scorpion oh, came. I remember it. Funny little thing yeah. that everyone sort of fell in love with a bit for some reason. And I'm not entirely sure why. We all wanted it to succeed. I think it was just something, something it was different. different. It looked different, yeah. It looked very different, and it's sort of a shame it's never gone anywhere because it would have been cool to see something else on the on the scene. Um, and I had got talking to, and this was in the it, very much a corporate offering on, on in the showgrounds, and it was very much in a corporate zone because it was all fenced off and had fake pot plants and people in suits and all that bollocks. I remember I was talking to one of the guys who I assume was one of the pilots. I was just talking to him about it because I had been reading about it and was vaguely interested in it. And so I got talking to him on, on the Friday because um, they had the Friday show in 2015, didn't they? I think that was the first year they did it, I think. And you know, he, he talking about aircraft, air show memories. And I can't, I haven't got, can't remember a bloody thing, can I? Um, but yeah, and, and so I'd been talking to the guy and I said to him on the Friday, do you think there's a any chance I could possibly pick up a, a scorpion patch? 
And he said, mm, I'm in R-ing. Uh, it's kind of the start of the weekend, so I can't really give anything out now. But if you maybe if you come back and see me on Sunday, I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll see if we've got any left. So we were walking around with Tom and Dom, and I was sort of at the start of my blagging patches and merch off people career at that point. And we all in our, our Facebook group chat had been talking about how much we wanted to get Scorpion patches or something like that. Scorpion coin, Scorpion patch, whatever, just a piece of merch of it. Cause it was, we all had this weird thing for, it and we were all really interested in it. And so it was like, that was the ultimate goal. And I just remember we walked over there on the Sunday and the guy comes over and I, I catch this, the guy I'd been talking to, I say, do you think there's a chance I could have a look at the cockpit? He says, uh, oh yeah, I was talking to him on Friday. Yeah, okay, over you come. So he opens the fence and lets me in and then Dom and Tom both sort of walk towards it and he just shuts the gate on them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both stood there like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> so <laughs> I look back and I'm already, I'm trying not to laugh and I walk over and I have a look in the cockpit and talk to the guy and have a little conversation with him and... I said to him, do you, do you have any patches going spare? And he says, oh yeah, don't tell anyone. And he puts his hand in his, one of his flight suit pockets, pulls one out, puts a patch in my hands, and it's an it's, it's Airland Scorpion patch. And it's a little cool picture of the plane and all that. And so, oh, yeah, thank you, carry on talking a bit. And he says, oh, no, I'll, I'll let you go. I'm sure you've got you know, other people to talk to, so goodbye. And thank you very much. And you know, I hope the Scorpion does well. Da, da, da. And I walk out. I can't stop the grin from spreading across my face and Tom and Dom, the evils they were giving me <laughs> as I walked out of that pen, they were not happy. And I, I, like I said, it's a shame they're not here today because I know they've never forgiven me for that. And I love to pull out of my little, little patch bag and pull out and send a picture to the group. Oh, do you guys remember when I got that patch? Yeah. Well, the thing is that the, the scorpion sadly didn't go anywhere. So that's probably quite a rarity now that. Um, it, quite a collector's item. Like they'll, be, they'll be even more yeah. sick now. But it's, <laughs> it's it's amazing the culture you can observe though in the static park at Riyadh, isn't it? I mean, it, it really, really is. From the, I mean, what what would it be without the Jordanian pipers and the Turkish delight in the oh, Jordanian tent, which yes. has been there forever? But um, I've been thinking about the Ukrainians a bit this week. Bless them. I, I, oh, I, I, I wonder why that I is. I hope everything's going to be all right for them. But they, yeah. they're the first year they came. Um, Back with the flying display, um, which, again, I'm not going to even attempt to pin in the year because I'm two years out of kilter with everything. Um, and they had like a little a little um, tat stand, didn't they? And, and they had a bit on it. And then they came back the next year and they folded out table after table mm-hmm. after table after table. Mm-hmm. And they had absolutely, from, from uh, tea towels to salt and pepper pots, anything, any bric-a-brac <laughs> they could have brought was on there and right i think they were raising their yeah their mama's um, kitchens and everything the, weren't they you know the caps and stuff they were still warm and wet you know they were just sticking them straight selling turning absolutely everything into currency but right in the middle of it all there was this great big dagger right huge great big knife <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and 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 i was i was there with with frankie my mate and uh, and we were looking at all the various tap to see if there was anything appealing amongst it and the a couple of the Riyadh uh, volunteers, the uh, patrol in the showground came around and said, uh, <laughs> excuse me, they said, uh, <laughs> we, 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 we really can't be dealing with um, arms and weapons and things. You, you, you'll, you'll have to take the knife away. And, and they said, it's okay, it's not for sale. It's just... <laughs> 
right. <laughs> I bet you. <laughs> I bet you. So I, if someone I, I, had had the right it price, it would have been for sale. Anyway, he said, "Look, it doesn't matter whether it's for sale or not. It's we. You know, would you mind taking it away and putting it out of view? Because you know, unfortunately, we're really not allowed that sort of thing on show." Um, Oh, right, okay. So he got the knife and he put it under the table. That's as far as it went under the table. And it's like the classic schoolboy thing. The two yellow-shirted Riyadh volunteers started walking away. And as soon as he thought the coast was clear, it came back out again. Right right in the middle of the table. <laughs> it is quite funny, I suppose, the idea that you, a plane can rock up with rocket pods and bombs and missiles yeah. and all sorts, yeah. but you can't have a dagger on display no, in your tat No, I know. But then only only um, a few airframes down, you, you, you would, you, there would be, um, and hopefully they're back, the... Uh, the Italian army and the helicopter crew with all their wine and cheese and oh. their anti-pasty that they have there. Oh, be- between that and the Turkish delight that the, the, the Jordanians offer, well, it's not Turkish delight, apologies to to, to, to Turkey and Jordan, it's the, the Jordanian <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it uh, that I remember that Italian stuff. The, oh, yeah. I, I remember the wine... I didn't rate the wine, but the the little olives they were given out and a bit of bit of food they gave out was incredible. Yeah. They they I remember I actually just was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. I think yesterday, Yeovilton twenty sixteen no twenty seventeen I think it was. They had a, a French Navy NH ninety and they stuck a little sign in front of the helicopter on the, on the little barrier in front of the helicopter. French wine, French cheese, one pound <laughs> for a quid. You got this big chunk of brie and a little little glass of wine. So that's incredible value in a typical was, continental stuff. garden party yeah. stroke festival atmosphere, which I, I guess they're used to over there. And, I mean, going back not that long, really. I'm not going back into back in the 80s or the 90s, but but back in the certainly in the 2000s, 2005, six, seven Saturday night, which in those days you were encouraged to hang around on the showground because uh, crowds are bigger. Really, so, well, the crowds are much bigger. Um, traffic getting away was a problem, so the solution to that was to put a show on. There was a loads of people remember this, but there used to be a concert on the Saturday night, RAF band, um, singers, all that it's sort of thing. Uh, well, how how, yeah, but how far back is so, that? So uh, definitely still going in twenty or seven before the one that was rained off. Um, definitely, definitely, RAF Squadroneers. I can remember that year because I can. Certain things place you in a in a certain position, and I can remember the Thunderbirds wandering by um, uh, uh, when that was on, um, and the the crews in the static, um, especially the Dutch guys and the German guys, they they don't basically unload a rave out of the back of their uh, CH fifty three and C one thirty, big pumping e- PA, Bavarian beer. And again, that wasn't meant to make its way into the hands of spectators, I'm sure. But if you got on chatting to those guys, mm-hmm. uh, they'd be passing. There was a whole sort of a festival atmosphere, I think, which I think is sadly, uh, sadly gone uh, a bit because I'm sure. And I, I kind of make up for it by being on Kempsford. So you just walk out of the out of the gate and into the beer tent there, and there's usually a band on on Saturday night. But um, yeah, it was. Uh, Crowds, crowds were bigger before. Or, or you know, don't take this as fact, but it appears to me that there was a big check in the number of people who who constituted a sellout at Riyadh after they'd had the 2008 disaster. Um, you think? Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, and, and going back before that, I mean, it was you know, crowds used to be huge. They did it every air show, just absolutely immense. Um, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It, it that that seems like that would track. I mean, I, even I have memories of. of 
as I'm leaving the showground, walking past the you know, the Dutch Herc, and there's a huge crowd outside. And you could smell the beer on the air, you know. Yeah, so I've got um, I, must, a shot of a Steve, CS53, which I'm sure everybody's seen that that particular year when they got a big chalk, and where it says here on the side for Hedenflieger, they put they put the CH and the and the S, so it, so it said cheers on the side of the of the CS53, <laughs> and they were they were they That's were brilliant. they were pumping it out the old. Uh, Dance music. These things, I must be so good for the crews. They yeah, must be. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I know, I know there is a hundred percent of what happens at Riyadh stays at Riyadh mentality. I think. Yeah. But I mean, I, I might have been the year after the Scorpion, after Scorpion Gate. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was again Tom, Tom, me, and Dom, um, and we we walked up to it was it was us trying to get on board planes basically you know see who who give us a look round we wandered up to the irish c 235 you know that's the lovely blue one that's often mm-hmm. there walked up and we, we said can we you guys doing tours and we could have a look round said it's okay it goes yeah all right then on you come you go on and these guys are hanging out their asses <laughs> i mean they I mean, they have a, they had a huge palette of beer Proper Guinness, I assume. I can't. I just think it was. Um, in in <laughs> on the plane, they've just brought this huge pallet of beer with them, um, and they. I mean, they looked like they were <laughs> death warmed up. They really did. We just talked to them and just one of them turns Those Dutch boys last night, they killed us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just stuck in my memory. <laughs> These two Irish guys, it just. <laughs> Look like they wanted to crawl up and close the cargo door, crawl up and die, you know, curl up and die. Even I mean, if they yeah. there's <laughs> so much more to it than the flying displays, isn't there? Uh, as, as brilliant there's, as there they really are. is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there really is. Yeah, I mean, you've you were you were telling us about good, you know, all the good memories you've had of camping and and that side of stuff. Yeah, so because uh, you've always camped, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, camp- camping is 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 a means of getting to places that you couldn't necessarily otherwise get to. Even you know, even if uh, even if you had all the budget in the world to stay in the nicest hotels, you know, it, it, there isn't always one near, and there's certainly not mm-hmm. one within distance of of the showground, so you can park the car up on a mm-hmm. you know on a, on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and not touch it again until the following Monday. So so it. You know, uh, over the years, I've had some right adventures camping. Um, as a teenager, just past my test, uh, we, uh, me and my mate, we'd chuck tent in the back and we'd go off and do two, two and a half or three weeks away and do like six air shows in that time. Uh, wow. It was and such adventures then of, you know, adventures of not really knowing what we were doing um, and ended up in the <laughs> oddest places. I remember turning, look, looking in, for ages. So we used to get the little camping club uh, directory and uh, where we were trying to stay. Um, <sighs> a well-known air show. I can't even remember which one it was. And we thought we'd found the campsite, asked if it was all right to pitch. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's all right. You're welcome. And when we got up the next morning out of the tent, the entirety of where we, the field we were staying in, which must have had 150 tents in it, had all gone. It was some sort of festival or get-together or <laughs> uh, club meet or something like that. It wasn't the campsite at all. That was five, Did you wake up five and think miles it away. it been a rapture or something. Uh, other, another famous time at Yeovilton where, where we, we found a camping paddock in a, a, behind a pub. And I'm, I would love to know what that pub was called. 
and they kept they kept geese in this paddock um and over the <laughs> <laughs> they're the best guard, guard animals in the world, aren't they, Geese? They won't have any mess mm-hmm. in them. You can't kind of put them off by making friends with them like you can with a dog. Um, and we were there for, for I don't know, uh, arrivals day and then over the weekend and then departure day at Yorvalton. So four days of drinking scrumpy in this pub and trying to contend with the Geese. Oh. Um, remember unpacking the gear, being absolutely covered in goose shit for the entire time we were there. <laughs> and absolutely hanging with scrumpy. And and, and I... when we were going in to pay pay the pay the landlord and say, how, how much how much do we owe you? It's been brilliant. And he said, I'm not gonna take any money off you boys for camping. He said <laughs> <laughs> We've seen more than enough of you in here. But I'd love to know what that pub was called. Uh... I um I used to live in Exeter. I lived in Exeter in Devon for about seven years, so I, I know exactly what that scrumpy hangover oh, feels yeah. like. Well, to me, it's, it's the not, taste of air It is a lot worse than a normal one, isn't it? <laughs> well, well, Say that it's again? the taste of air shows in the southwest. Whenever I've gone to air shows in the southwest, yeah. as a as a as uh, anything from a teenager upwards, that is the flavour that I remember. It's scrumpy. But, um, well, this is the thing, is that as someone who's never done camping for an air show... Um, as I was saying, said in another episode, just I, I I'm, I'm awful. I, I desperately need a shower to crawl into straight out of bed mm. and that. But you know, if if you're having to drive somewhere, you can't drink during the show, and particularly on a summer's afternoon when you you have the one pint at lunchtime, you're done for the rest of the afternoon. You know. Well, Mildenhall. Now talk about camping at an air show. Mildenhall was the ultimate. Um, because what is now still there, and everybody knows as John John's Field, um, the, the Nook, I think it's called officially. Mm-hmm. Um, the first year that that opened, which I think was 87, possibly, it would be, because it was in those years when I'd not long been independent in the car. And there was a little advert in the back of Aircraft Illustrated camping for, for Mildenhall Air Show, and I, mm-hmm. I rang up and booked, and he, he, just, he just grasped it so... John was a grower of um, uh, flowers, a grower of flowers, really, and, and I'm sure that that's what mm-hmm. the family farm still does. But he just he just did one strip of grass, and there was one strip of tents right up against the perimeter fence, on the right side of the runway, the correct side of the runway for the sunlight, so the opposite side to um, the crowd. And and this is my this is my um, flirtation with naughty fields. Uh, was Mildenhall because mm. really as wonderful as Mildenhall was the crowd was enormous the sun was in your face and for a bit of respite to get over there um, the sun in the right place it was it, and right up against the perimeter fence and if they if they did mm. that now you'd have word would get round and there'd be like a thousand people turned up trying to camp but yeah. the next year it was a bit bigger um, and he first put the um, the trailer there with the pallets on top, so you could climb up and get over the get the views over the perimeter mm. fence. And of course, he got was it was was Mildenhall a south facing crowd? Yeah, it right. was it was sun in your face absolutely all day. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, lots of brilliant things about Mildenhall, um, not least the air show itself, which was which was different class. Um, it was purely military. Uh, the only trading stores they allowed there were relevant aviation related there was no grandstands mm-hmm. there was no corporates nothing it was just an airfield full of cars people and planes pure wow. brilliant but the only drawbacks were the sheer size of the crowd and the sun was in your face all day 
And that it was more than outweighed by the other stuff. It was still a legend of an event and one that I really, really miss. Uh, but yeah, you yeah, really had to get over the other side for, uh, and all mm. the classic photos that you see from Mildenhall are taken from the, the basically where the people with press access were on the other side of the runway. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, really? Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, once the, once the trailer had appeared with the pallets on it, I mean, standing on top of there, shooting an SR-71, turning around at the end of the runway and taxiing by it. Don't. So it was just, it. it was just Stop brilliant, it. brilliant, brilliant, man. And and something that in the moment, you don't think this is never going to last forever. And of, of course, course it, uh, John gradually added a toilet block and it became bigger and it became an official campsite and it's still there. Mm-hmm. But can, you know, if you ever go there and go to John's field, if you can imagine that when the air fate was on, um, that was something that you would never get if you'd never thought of camping. Man. But yeah, I'm getting old now. I can see. Uh, well, I'm not obviously that old, but I'm getting no. older. Um, I love me my home comforts as well, and uh, you know, I used to camp many times a year for various either motorsport or aviation events, and now it's just Riyadh. So yeah. you know, I mean, I'm 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 just bad. I, I just I'm I'm not a morning person at the very best of times, and if I didn't have the easy comforts immediately at hand, I would just, I'd be so grumpy. Mm. I'd be, I would be. But you get, it would ruin you my get day longer in the morning. Maybe I should give it a you, go. You don't have to tackle any traffic, Sam. So you get longer. You can yeah. have a lie in and just wander in when you're ready. True. Mm. Maybe I should do it one day. Maybe I should. I suppose they've probably all gone for this year now, but I know I've got my un- unnameable uh, Airbnb booked for next year already. Oh, that so. one. That one. Well, there's yeah. another airshow memory um, of uh, for for the, for the listeners' benefit. Oh, us us yes. staffers, we get together on the Sunday night of Riyadh. We go for a curry um, in Lechlade and generally um, devour the show from inside out uh, and yeah. chat about all bits of it, good, bad, and indifferent. Over <clears> a curry, <throat> have a great time. But but because I camp at Kempsford and I say the car doesn't move, it actually does on a Sunday night. I've got to battle my way the wrong way past the one-way system to get there for the curry. And when I get there, oh, Sunday night, the sun's been shining. I'm gasping for a drink. And we all meet there. And, oh, it's brilliant. How's it going? Excellent. High fives everywhere. And there, there's yeah. Sam knocking back the pints of Cobra. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I, I really, really fancy well, my... No, well, I, let's, not, let's, let's not give too many clues. Well, to... you know... <laughs> he's had a couple of pints and I'm thinking oh Sam can't be driving you know everybody everybody else is maybe you know shush, Nigel, you shush. know it turns out listeners he hasn't got far to go to his accommodation um let's put can't it that believe way. this cut cut this whole section Ian cut this whole <laughs> section I don't need the competition I haven't given that much away <laughs> too too much for comfort right but, but the, the 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 curry is I th- I don't want to say it's made React for the you know, the last few years, but it it has one hundred percent become a fix. I mean, it started off; it was literally just the first one must have been twenty sixteen or something like that. Might even have been twenty fifteen, and I want to say it was it was just me, Tom, and Andy. There might have been a fourth person. I apologise if if I've forgotten you, but then it just became more and more, and then it has 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 since then become a an official thing and I, I try and book the table quite a long time in advance now just to make sure we've got it and get and get numbers mm. but um it it is 
perfect. It's the perfect way to end the show weekend. You know, you've got the departures the next day still to look forward to, so it's not it's not the end of the show. So there's no bittersweetness or sadness or anything like that. But it is it is such a perfect debrief. It is. For want of a for want of a less cringy term, I think, but it is such a perfect debrief of the show and you can go over everything and we can talk about it and what worked, what didn't, yeah. look at yeah. that, remember this, can you believe we saw that? It distills it distills everything into um something you can digest, doesn't yeah. it? As a Yeah. Uh, and quantify, I think. It's, yeah. it's great. And it's a good curry. And it's a, well, when you're camping like me, it's a very welcome sit down and meal from a place with imagine, a knife and yeah. fork. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's, it's a nice play. And, you know, you you end up with so many people that you, you can only talk to the people right around you. So, you know, there's there's several conversations going on at once and the, the, the energy at the table is good. It's that is, and that's just that kind of thing that has, you know, it's that kind of thing that has transcended the, the simple go to an air show and see planes. Yes. Yeah. It's become so much more than that. It's become a, a social activity. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 you know that that's that's been such a constant uh, for me uh, for so many years. It'd leave a massive, massive gap if it wasn't there. There's that uh, massively, you know. There's it's, it's just unadulterated fun, really, in the main. Mm. Um, and I know, you know, in any hobby we take it seriously. I think we find reasons to moan at times, but honestly, the uh, the. Uh, relief from stress and worry that i get from from being at an air show because i just leave it all at the gate uh for me it's just pure fun i don't know if anybody else yeah. relates to that and and probably because of the rarity of them i mean how many do we go to if we're lucky on a really good year we now, might yeah. get in the double figures but i rarely do if i'm honest these days so i can't i don't think i didn't, unless you were going to every single shuttle with one i mean oh no but yeah it's it's it is. It's fantastic, and 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 some of my best memories are those days, those Sundays when I was going around with the other UCAR guys and just trying to see what planes we could get in. Could we go? And I I remember, um, and and then you end up meeting those crews who are just as passionate about yeah. Yeah. about the whole thing as you. I mean, I remember um, Dom and I. We we managed to wangle a, a tour, a cockpit tour of the Croatian. Hit oh yeah, yeah, me came. too, <laughs> me too. Absolutely stank of fuel, didn't it? With those fuel barrels in the back. Did. I mean, oh, <laughs> perfect helicopter. But um, I remember we went up, and they, and they, the the two pilots were there, and I remember trying to catch their attention and talk to them, and it was very clear. Certainly, one of the pilots. It was it was one man and one woman, and I remember that the, the man clearly didn't want to know like i don't think he had any interest in in the, the public or anything like that and, I, and he didn't really want to know and then i the the flight engineer came out and i said sorry how do you just start talking you know you chat them up for a bit as you do um first of all and i said to him do you think there's a chance we could look inside and he said uh yeah okay so he comes in we were thinking we we're just going to get to poke our heads in the cockpit he says go take a seat so we're like Oh, okay. So we go in and, and we sit in the in the pilot seats, and then he comes in between us and puts the engineer seat down, and he's just sat there. And he, I think we got about twenty minutes in the cockpit. It was just him, just excitedly telling us about everything that he does and what what everything in the cockpit was, and and how cool it is to fly to be involved with his helicopter and all that sort. Of, and it was just like this amazing moment of us listening to a guy telling 
his people, so yeah. to speak, about yeah. you know what he does, yeah. and and it is amazing. I mean, it's, it's not wasn't an air show, but when I went on the Italy tour in 2016 with with Tom and uh, Andy, we we did a, a it was a forest aviation tour. We went to quite a few different Italian air bases, and we went to Gioia Gioia del Colle, or however it's pronounced, down in the south. And it was actually probably the worst visit we had because nothing flew except, funny enough, a couple of Harriers who aren't based there. Um, but the ty- it was a typhoon base and nothing, none of the typhoons flew. And we didn't really get to see all that much. And it was very clear that the public affairs officer didn't have any interest in us and clearly didn't want to be there doing what he was dealing with us. So he handed us off to this typhoon pilot. And my God, this guy, if he hadn't been giving a tour, he would have been on it. He was so excited to show us his plane and tell us about what he does. I mean, he—you couldn't stop him talking. You know, this guy was this mega plane nerd who was living his dream, living his best possible life of flying supersonic fighter yeah. jets. You know, yeah. um, and it, it was like he couldn't—he couldn't tell us enough. Yeah. It was so cool, and and you meet people like that at air you shows. Do. You know, you, you do, and, and you'd like to think that. I mean, I mean. People have different motivations for joining various, you know, for joining air forces or whatever. But you, yeah. you think a certain proportion of those have taken that career because they're aviation nuts like us. And you, you yeah. like to think that they are the ones that get themselves on the list um, to go to air shows. And I think it's always been so. So if, if I think of going to places like Binbrook or Brodie or Church Fenton or whatever, people that you got to talk to in the static park were obviously delighted to be there now they weren't getting a jolly or a trip to london or or anything like that they were mm. just over the moon to come over uh to this country and take in one of our air shows and just be part of it and show off their kit and i think really? that mentality of wanting to being proud of what you got and wanting to show it off but also wanting to see what everybody else has got that real enthusiastic mentality yeah well ria in particular is is world famous mm-hmm. Genuinely, is world, world, world famous, class, isn't it? And I, and I think that that that's why, for me, I'm particularly proud of it. it you know, it, it's it's our world class. It's our contribution to the world air show scene. Yeah. That and legends, arguably. Um, yeah, massively. I mean, when I was in Portugal in November, quite a lot of the cadets I spoke to had all been to Riyadh. Oh, really? Um, the, and, and actually, it, it was it was out of the blue it wasn't i hadn't prompted them but they were like oh have you been to Riyadh? We, we went a few years ago and <laughs> or, or they wanted to go to Riyadh, and all of them were <laughs> had either been or wanted to go to Riyadh. amazingly quite a few of them name checked max as well um as in the moscow one um mm-hmm. which i found quite interesting but you know if those aren't nerds plain aviation nerds yeah you know well they're the they're the people who are going to grow up to you know to be the crews who badger their command to let them bring their stuff to Riyadh yeah. in the future and I, th- I think a yeah. lot of a lot of that networking and cultivating future contacts I think and I, some people don't appreciate quite what goes on when it when it comes to um, sowing the seeds of future participation that mm-hmm. a lot of our organizers do mm-hmm. yeah I um but it was it was it was really interesting you do you often it's not the pilots actually I think because the pilots always have the cool uh, sophisticated uh, uh, image to maintain, mm-hmm. um, whether it's real or not. But I think when you start talking to like the flight engineers and some of the ground crew that they bring along with them, all of that stuff, and they tend to be a bit more 
enthusiastic and open. Um, and that's when it starts to get very cool. I mean, it is, it is, it is, that's always one of my favorite moments at an air show is when you meet, you, you start talking to someone, you know, one of the military people who's, who's hanging around their plane and there comes a moment when it clicks and you both realize that you're, you're on the, talking on the same level. It, you know, in, in as much as you just both have that same enthusiasm for it. Um, and they know that they can be as technical and detailed as they want and, and they don't have to, oh, you know, this is a tur- turboprop plane and it's a cargo plane and all that sort of stuff they probably normally have to do for for a lot of the public and they can actually go get properly into what they love about it. Oh, they I just so good. Yeah, that, that magic is still there. It is still there. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it, that aspect of air shows has never changed. The, the amount of them that are there, that are now we have compared to what we used to have, that's changed. But an air show in itself is still an air show. You know, it's still got that thing that's um, mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in itself. And, and, you know, even the trivial stuff, like, you know, you, you go to places like Cosford, even Riyadh, you know, you see the old concrete garden furniture uh, there. I mean, you, you know, the, the little, like, um, caterpillar thing that sticks its head out of the ground that they always have, it, this, this cell, all double glazing, gold ingots, all that sort of tat. Yeah. Um, I think it was always there, but there was always more aviation-related stuff that distracted us. But I suppose mm. there isn't enough events to keep those traders going that used to spend weekend to weekend to weekend to weekend going to, going to those things. But, but mm. you know, me and my dad, bless him, I haven't got my dad anymore, but me and my dad, we always used to say to try and spot the most absurd vendor of anything <laughs> at any given air show. But I think even... What do you think was the most absurd you found? Oh, all, all, all sorts of weird stuff. Uh, yeah, I couldn't go much more absurd than the, than the concrete caterpillar. Which, which you see, I mean, for one, who goes to an air show to buy garden furniture, and for two, it's made of concrete. How are you, you know, what are you going to do with that? I don't understand. <laughs> but who's who's buying gold bars? Oh well, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I don't know about you, but I've very successfully talked myself into getting very excited about the the air show. Good, again. good, good. And I didn't even have to reminisce about. Anatoly Vochor's arrival in his Su twenty seven at Boscom Down in ninety two or the last the last well, we the last lightning show. That, let's not <laughs> let's not rub that in. Well actually go on. You 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 were you were showing me one of your programmes before we started. I was, that was actually Bim I was we were talking so about the last lightning show and that was that was actually Let's the Bim let's, let's see the show off with a with a little look back to to which, which show this is, is the RAF Bimbrook Open Day in nineteen eighty seven. Um mm-hmm. which Sounds fairly work a day until you realise it was the last lightning show, and I think they wanted to send the lightning mm-hmm. off in, in in good style. And what was special about it was the eleven ship lightning for me. Well, nine yeah. ship plus two um, fast pass air spares, um, and they they did they did something that was very very special. So they did a, a takeoff pattern, which was a blast down the runway low, gear up, which was that lightning thing, and the, the nose wheel used to go very very slowly, and then into a hard right turn till they were at crowd centre, over the crowd, and then into a steep climb and into the clag. It ratted it down all day, but that stream takeoff of those 11 Lightnings um, is the best fast jet thing I think I've ever seen. Um, and that's what yeah. everybody remembers about. Everybody remembers that 
well, for one, it ratted it down all day, and for two, there was that that takeoff. There was a Diamond Nine. There were fast passes with shock waves over the aircraft because everywhere was so wet. <laughs> uh, and I was I was lucky enough. I didn't know until I got my, my film back three weeks later. But I was lucky enough to catch one of the shock waves. You know. Oh but, wow. But but they were the only things I risked getting my camera wet for. The rest of the day was just wet, wet, wet. And it's really? not until I dug the program out and I realised just, I mean, I was there, but I remembered what was there with the assistance of this program. And if I run down the list, you'll say, that's a Riyadh. And it was Binbrook Open Day in August. Yeah. Um, so I'll go through it quickly. Um, and um, so like any air show has always had its civvies, right? Don't anybody let you say Riyadh was purely military. It never had its civvies. Every air show did. Mm-hmm. So it started off with the Marlborough Pits, the Cranfield, the famous Cranfield A1, which is a one-off thing. I don't know how <laughs> the hell it flew. But then we've got a NATO e- E3, and this is the flying display. RAF F4J, um, a Puma demo, uh, and then a Nimrod display. Uh, then we've got um, A10. Uh, oh. Dare we dream of one of those at Riyadh this year? I think maybe we, we, we <laughs> might. We might. Um, a little um, interlude with the Slingsby Firefly. Um, then okay. Tornado GR1, French Mirage F1 demo, um, USAF F111. You having that? Oh. Uh, and that would have just been a couple of passes, the F111. Uh, then a bit of Warbird action with a Corsair. Then an RAF Gazelle, Chipmunk and Glider. So again, a bit of quiet. But then F15 mm-hmm. from Bitburg. Then mm-hmm. a Shackleton display. Then the Unipart duo, then a Hawk uh, solo, um, and then again Steam and Wingwalker. Yeah. Uh, twin Boom duo, um, which I presume, and I haven't written down next to them because it was a wet day. What they are, but that would have been that would have been Vampire and Venom. I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, Buccaneer, and then Lightning solo to finish. Oh, and the Red Arrows, the Red Arrows to finish actually. Uh, and because of the weather, you had no shows from the BBMF, uh, a JP, a Bulldog, and a Wessex. Um, so there you go. There was two Lightning Solos and a Lightning 11 ship and all that stuff in between. And that was the RAF Binbrook Open Day in 1987. The, inc- the incredible thing is all that variety, all that goodness, which obviously at the, at the time was just modern inventory. Yeah. But you, you look at it's it's the variety that you've got there that they even felt the need to have the civilian act. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the, and it, they wouldn't have needed the sponsorship, I assume, because no, it was a, but, show. but they've always been. I think any any good show, if you put any good variety show on, it's got a bit of this and a bit of that, keeps everybody happy. And you do need a break from the jet yeah, life, and I think you know, I think you do. I know having. You know, having taken children to air shows, they love the wing walkers. They look forward yeah. to them. They request them being yeah. on. They're a real highlight. Um, aerobatics as well. You know, got to got to admire their got to admire their skill. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and um, you know, that show was unique because of that lightning thing. Um, they had quite a static display as well, which I won't even go into. But I think I think the thing that we we'll laugh at now was because what's the highlight of the static? They, they they'd managed to get a quite con- well. There's a lot of lightnings. I mean, a lot of lightnings, yeah. uh, and they got some significant lightnings. They got the the BE natural metal one down from Wharton. They had a they had yeah. a lineup of lightning types. That was definitely the highlight. There was F104s in there as well, naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the thing that everybody will laugh at now is, is that, like I said, I, I I only risked my camera for the 
for the lightning formation thing at the beginning. I think I barely took any more photographs on the show day. I thought it's just too wet. I'm just going to watch this and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I watched it. I devoured every minute from underneath my brolly. Um, but oh, <laughs> my, oh man, I wish I had the photographs to go with it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, make sure you take extra photos this year to make up oh, for it. Oh, yeah, of course. By the time this goes out, we will all have read, seen, discussed, chatted about, got excited about, or not got excited about, maybe. Who knows? Riyadh's first I announcement. What it's going to be. I wonder what Any guesses, Sam? I'm trying not to get. I'm not going to get my hopes up <laughs> because it could just be something fairly run of the mill. But it's it's the it's the event yeah. of it after the last couple of, of years that is so special. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just well, it doesn't. Welcome back, Riyadh announcements. I just want to be able to look at that page on the show uh, on the website, like I do, or like I used to every two or three times a week. Just go on, see what's there. Oh, get myself excited. <laughs> um, and on that note. I think we should probably call it a night. Thank you very much for coming on again, Nice. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having us. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Pure reminiscing. How self-indulgent mm-hmm. can we be? Uh, hopefully people have <laughs> hopefully people have laughed along with us. <laughs> I'm sure they have. Well, I hope they have. Um, well, that's been another episode of the UK Asia Review Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed what you listened to. If you have, please do feel free to share uh, with your friends, neighbours, doctors, nemesis, uh, teachers, pets, uh, binmen. Who else can they share it with, Nige? I don't know, but that sounded like a seaside airshow commentary to me. <laughs> <laughs> share it with your airshow, seaside airshow commentators. <laughs> um, you can listen to the podcast and subscribe on pretty much any podcast uh, uh, outlet now, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc., uh, if you want to read some of our reviews of airshows past, go to airshows.co.uk and they're all on there. And you can join our discussions at forums.airshows.co.uk. Uh, thank you very much and see you in another episode. Goodbye. <laughs>